Now normally about this time, I say, does anybody know what time it is? And then you all say, kid zone. Except, not today. I did not check the load rating of this rocking chair. I hope we're going to be okay. So I have a story I want to read to everyone this morning. Long ago, about 2,000 years, when King Herod ruled Judea, it's now part of Israel, God sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in the northern town of Nazareth. The girl's name was Mary, and she was engaged to marry Joseph. The angel Gabriel said to Mary, Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. Mary was very surprised by this and wondered what the angel meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid. God has been very kind to you. You will become pregnant by the Holy How about now? How about now? Now turn me down a little. Thanks. All right, where were we? Joseph was worried when he found out that Mary was expecting a baby before their marriage had taken place. He wondered if he should put off the wedding altogether. Then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Don't be afraid to have Mary as your wife. The angel explained that Mary had been chosen by God to be the mother of his son and told Joseph that the baby would be named Jesus, which means Savior, because he would save people. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had told him to do and took Mary as his wife. At this time, the land where Mary and Joseph lived was part of the Roman Empire. The Roman Emperor Augustus wanted to have a list of all the people in the empire to make sure they paid their taxes. He ordered everyone to return to the town where their families originally came from and enter their names in a register or census there. Mary and Joseph traveled a long way, about 70 miles, from Nazareth to Bethlehem because that is where Joseph's family came from. Many people walked, but some luckily had a donkey to help carry the goods needed for the journey. Joseph and Mary traveled very slowly because Mary's baby was due to be born soon. 
When they reached Bethlehem, they had problems finding somewhere to stay. So many people had come to register their names in the census that every house was full and every bed was taken in all of the guest rooms. The only place to stay that they could find was with the animals. People often kept animals in the house because at night they used them like central heating. People normally slept on a raised upper level with the animals below to give them extra warmth. So in the place where the animals slept, Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Son of God. In those days, it was the custom to wrap newborn babies tightly in a long cloth called swaddling clothes. Jesus' bed was the manger and the animals ate was the manger that the animals ate hay from. In the hills and fields outside Bethlehem, shepherds looked after their sheep through the long night. As the new day began, suddenly an angel appeared before them, and the glory of God shone around them. The shepherds were very scared, but the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you and everyone. Today in Bethlehem, a Savior has been born for you. You will find the baby lying in a manger. Then many more angels appeared, lighting up the sky. The shepherds heard them praising God, singing, Glory to God in highest, and peace to everyone on earth. When the angels had gone, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem to see what has happened. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph. The baby Jesus was lying in a manger as they had been told. When they saw him, they told everyone what the angel had said, and everyone who heard the story was astonished. Then the shepherds returned to their sheep, praising God for sending his son to be their savior. When Jesus was born, a brand new bright star appeared in the sky. Some wise men in faraway countries saw the star and guessed what it meant. They were very clever men that studied the stars, and they had read in the old writings that a new star would appear and a great, when a great king was born. They set out to find the new king and bring him gifts. The wise men followed the star towards the country of Judea, and when they got to the capital called Jerusalem, they began to ask people, Where is the child who is born to be king of the Jews? Herod, the king of Judea, heard this, and it made him very angry to think that someone might be going to take his place as king. Herod sent for the wise men to come to him. He told them to go on following the star until they had found the baby king. He said, when you have found him, let me know where he is so that I can go and worship him. But Herod did not tell them that he really had an evil plan in mind to kill the new king. The wise men followed the star towards Bethlehem, where it said that the king would be born in the old writings. It seemed to stop and shine directly down upon the place where Jesus was. The wise men entered the house where they now lived and found Jesus with Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. The wise men spread the gifts they had brought before Jesus. The gifts were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wise men were warned in a dream by God not to go back to Herod. So they returned home to their countries in the east by a different way. When the wise men had gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, the angel said. 
Take Jesus and Mary and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for Jesus to kill him. So so Joseph got up, took Jesus and Mary during the night. They left for Egypt, where he stayed until Herod died. When Herod realized that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys aged two or younger in Bethlehem and the surrounding area. This was to try and kill the new king, as his plan to find the location of the new king from the wise men had failed. After Herod had died, Joseph had another dream in which an angel appeared to him. The angel said, Get up, take Jesus and Mary, and go back to Israel. For those who were trying to kill Jesus are dead. So Joseph got up, took Jesus and Mary, and they went back to Israel. But when he heard that Herod's son was now king of Judea, he was afraid to go there. So instead, they went to Galilee and lived in their old town of Nazareth. That's an amazing story, isn't it? It's amazing to me for many reasons. But one of the reasons it's so amazing to me is the creator of life, the creator of all life, was now born in a manger in Bethlehem. He was given life. The giver of life was given life into human form. And then imagine being in where the manger was and looking at that and seeing and knowing as Mary and Joseph did that there in the manger was the Savior of the world, the Messiah. And as I sit here today and think about that manger with that baby in it, I think, what kind of God does that? Going from the most powerful of all creation to a baby in a manger completely helpless who does that here wrapped in swaddling clothes lies the one who will save us from our sins but he is so fragile and needy like all babies yet he will be the one to save all creation Mary and Joseph knew that Jesus was special. They knew that he was from God, that he was the Messiah. But can you imagine as they gazed on their baby, they saw a helpless baby that they had to care for, provide for, and even protect. Remember they had to run to Egypt to save his life. This baby would one day walk on water. He would feed thousands with almost nothing. He would restore sight to the blind. He would raise the dead. And he would die a brutal death on a cross. But not today. Today, he's a baby lying in a manger. I wonder what his nose looked like. Whose eyes did he have? Did he have lots of hair or very little? How much did he weigh? You know, those are all the normal questions we ask about a newborn. 
Oh, come, let us adore him. Today is Christmas Eve, and on this night in history, Mary went into a barn and gave birth. It was the most significant birth ever, because Jesus changed everything. The author of the story, the author of our story, steps into the story as the main character to save the rest of us in our stories. The love that God has for his creation, for his creatures, for us, for me, that's the love that is God. Um, when I think about that night, about tonight, which is that night in history, <clears throat> it makes me think of my favorite uh, Christmas song, which we get to uh, sing or watch along or whatever you want to. Is <clears throat> Oh Holy Night. I got to take a little sidebar. I got on the internet internet to find out who did the best version of Oh Holy Night. And they're nuts. This guy comes in number three. That's just wrong. I'll send him a note later after Christmas to straighten him out. But Oh Holy Night to me is, is a great Christmas song because it turns our attention, our focus to what happened. The beginning of this part of the story, the uh, salvation of mankind. That started on this night when Jesus comes to invade this world as a baby. A helpless baby. He left the splendor of heaven. The one who created words. The one who is called the word. Had to be taught to speak. That blows me away about the humility of Jesus Christ. And what a great savior he is. So let's let's adore him as we share in this song, O Holy Night. 